The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Saints football is almost here. Thank God. Saints Happy Hour needs your support. We need money to buy the finest meats and cheeses to pay Thomas in Poland. We need money to buy show intros like Sean Payton and to have mediocre audio. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day. Access to our private Discord channel to talk Saints 24-7 and the world-famous booze bundle with four swag items. Annual patrons get a month for free. So go sign up at saintshappyhour.com and support the show. Do it. Go right now. Go to saintshappyhour.com. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints happy cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's its painful. All right, everybody, welcome to a special edition of the Saints Happy Hour podcast. Andrew, you know one of my uh, summer projects is I want to talk to all my favorite Saints podcasters and you know we put this guy right up at the top. Right up at the top. And this is no, this is no uh, bullshit. And it, it's it's Ryan from Saints Twitter Pod, aka you know him from Saints Twitter. That boy Wolf. This is no bullshit. He knows I support his show, his podcast on Patreon. He is maybe the 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 Don of Saints Twitter. I don't know how to describe it, Ryan. Mm-hmm. I, I want to start here. You today. <laughs> became a meme on Saints Twitter and it's the greatest meme in Saints history. It's your face in the Drew Brees on Yahoo Finance and you have the perfect (laughs) expression of disgust, confusion, and sadness. And I feel like your face is you are walking in the room and you're like, what are you doing, Drew? And you're about to shut off the camera and save it. And I laughed for a, a good five minutes. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen for Saints Twitter. <laughs> that that one there is my, that is my favorite. Like, all the ones they did, but the, the Yahoo Finance, that's exactly the expression I had watching that fucking video. <laughs> I loved it because listen, put it, it's a serious it's a serious topic and we know, look, Malcolm Jenkins said it. He he hurt a lot of people's feelings. It was wrong. But I remember the day it happened, me and you were like, What is he what is he doing? Like what I don't even know like Yahoo funny said. It'll never not be funny that Drew Brees went on something we didn't even know existed and burned himself to the ground and was the lead story everywhere oh in sports God. and I people mean, didn't even know what it was i mean george floyd's corpse was still warm and drew Brees <laughs> is on yahoo finance <laughs> yahoo finance talking about not kneeling and you know i'm just like drew true like just like like you or you, you gotta be smart i think you're smart i think 
Oh, you got Ryan, it. You're small, right? Right. Like, Ryan, when when February 2010 or whatever month it was, we won the Super Bowl. I think it was February 2010. Mm-hmm. When that day came and went, what odds would you have placed on anyone in New Orleans ever? For, forget like droves of people. You know, what odds would you have placed on five people walking down the streets of New Orleans chanting, fuck Drew Brees? Oh, no, no, no way. Never, like, right? No way. Never in history. <laughs> only if he left and like went to the Falcons. Like that's the whole, only way. He's still a saint. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You, you would be like, oh, that happened. He went to the Falcons. Right. Yeah. He went to the Falcons. So, it got it got acrimonious. He was gonna sign a contract, and he like ripped off the shirt, and it was a Falcons jersey, and he and he and he did the chair <laughs> off of, on Mickey Loomis's back. Like that's like the, wrote like a wrote like a long piece talking about how New Orleans sucks and the <laughs> infrastructure is terrible, and you know they need the best boy in education, and stop all the crime. Like that that is like fuck Drew Brees, but like just this how he just stepped into it. I mean, I know we just rehashing some old shit, but still, it was just like that shit was crazy. And but yeah, every mean, everything that you just said, by the way, is still in play for Anthony Davis to say. I just want to point. That. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely see that shit. But, uh, the only thing yeah, I have me, in common, me, me and me and Anthony man. Davis have one thing in common: we both can't dress can't dress ourselves. <laughs> um, but the the final thing on on Drew Brees is. He, as we transition away from him, I guess, Ryan, is, you know, we were talking about this before me, before we hit record, is the Saints, they're going to transition. And look, I agree with, with you on your, your last episode of your podcast, and it, you're 100%. Like, this whole thing of we don't know who the quarterback is, we have to play along because we need the fucking content, especially me and Andrew because right. we do it every day. Right. Like, we have to play along that it's a quarterback battle. But it's going to be Jameis, right? We know, yeah. I think it is. But here's the thing. It's going to be the Saints having a black quarterback. And I know a lot of people are like, well, the Saints have had a black quarterback before. No, no. Aaron Brooks – as a totally different age, and I want, I want to tell you an example. I live in Houston. Deshaun Watson has been great for the Texans from the drop. And my wife the other day asked me, she said, Ralph, how many people uh, have got fired because they tweeted something racist about Deshaun Watson? I looked it up. In four years he's been in the Texans. Ryan, how many, how many people do you think it is? Two. No. It's can I guess? Si- can I guess? You can guess. Uh, I'm going to say like 40. No, it's seven. But it includes a superintendent. It includes a councilman from around uh, Houston. Like, and here's the thing. When Aaron Brooks was quarterback, they had the newspaper. You could call Buddy D and they had the TV station. That was the only outlet for sports. And when I, when it was call screen for Buddy D, like part of my job was to, to goaltend against the racism getting on the air. But now, Ryan... You got Facebook, you got Twitter, you got Instagram. I fear Saints fans are going to get stupid, and we're going to have a lot of people with very good jobs getting fired because they can't help themselves, and they're going to tweet horribly racist things against Jameis Winston. Especially, like, if it goes south and, like, goes really bad. Oh, man, this is going to be lit, bro. Like, it's going to be terrible. Uh, and, I mean, look, man, it's Louisiana, man. Like, 
they go they gonna come out, bro. Like I don't know. I will say this at least about Jameis. You know he he handles himself well with the media. Uh, you can already tell, like the media, Saints Saints media like him. Uh, he he comports himself well, and I think that's gonna go only so far. You know what I'm saying? Like because once the game starts, it's like if he's throwing like three picks. First of all, he won't play long if you start doing that. But, you know, then it's going to start being, you know, we want Taysom in. It's going to be like Dell home and, and Aaron Brooks all over again. We want Jake in there. And, you know, the press is going to be on. And, oh, my God, the racism, the, the racism is going to come out. And it's like, oh, shit, here we go again. Like oh, We'll clown God, the happened? people with the ra- – like, like, I will clown the people. Like, it will be funny – if they have like an important New Orleans person that like gets themselves canceled because they couldn't oh, help themselves and they tweet something horribly racist because Jameis had a three turnover game, like we will, it'll be it'll be bad. But we'll also like guy, after what's, we what's give the five that, minutes of seriousness, we will clown them. What's the guy that owns that fucking uh, like Chevrolet dealership? Is always like, <laughs> I'll give you a truck. I'll give you a truck. He's like. Telling Russell Wilson, like, I'll give you a free truck if you come to New Orleans or whatever. I can see somebody like him. <laughs> oh, my God. Getting, I mean, I'm not saying – I don't know if, I don't know him at all, so I don't know what to say. I can see somebody like that getting caught up. You know what I'm saying? Andrew, here's a he, – Ryan just made a good point. He talked about, like, you know, maybe it gets to be like an Aaron Brooks, Jake DeLome situation. That was weird because it was injured and that. But Hazlitt, like, completely botched it and didn't know how to handle it. How do you uh-huh. think Sean Payton will navigate it if it's this? I'd, I'd like to think he'd be much better than than Hazlitt. Now, you got to remember with Hazlitt, part of the issue here was that – and yes, there was a racial component to Jake versus Aaron Brooks. And, and the problem was Aaron Brooks was hurt, right? So there was an injury component to this. And Jake yeah. DeLome, like he made the Super Bowl with Carolina the next year. So like he was a good backup. Like He, he yeah. was a guy that could come in and actually play. I think, and I just think back then you got to remember, like they had the Jeff Blake injury, and he was a starter, and he got paid a lot of money, and then and then Aaron Brooks comes in and he tears it up, and they make the financial commitment to him, and then it's like we can't go back to Jeff Blake, like we just won a playoff game with Aaron Brooks, like we're stuck, so they stick with Aaron Brooks. And they nuke their cap. They don't nuke their cap, but like at the time, that was a big hit. It was, it was very rare to sign a quarterback to a nice deal and then cut a guy the next season. That, that, teams didn't do that back then. Dead money was like, you know, it was like the scarlet letter. So yeah. it, it was rare to do that. And I remember Jim Hazlitt just being like, I'm not putting Jake in because if Jake goes off, we're back to where I was in year one. And oh. everyone's going to be clamoring for Jake. And I'm going to be stuck with them, and we're going to be saddled with this Aaron Brooks contract, and we're going to have to cut him, and we're going to have all this dead money. And he he wanted to avoid the same situation. And you know what? Like he probably should have forced that situation in hindsight. Like he should have forced that situation on himself. But I think he was gun shy to do it because of the Jeff Blake experience before. You know, right. so that was a component to that. But I think this time around, it's interesting in the sense that. I think we all see pretty clearly who the best quarterback is. And yet they both have elite skills. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Like, I guess you could argue that Aaron Brooks had elite skills. Jake Delhomme didn't. He just, he ended up playing really well in Carolina, but he had no elite skill. Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston both have elite skills and they're very different. Mm. So I don't know where that puts 
the fan base, but like, you I know, mean, Taysom there, definitely has a contingent that just loves him. You know what I'm saying? You talking about to, Taysom? Not, yeah, yeah, Taysom. Yeah, I mean, shout yeah. out to Eric, Eric, who that homo. <laughs> I know he loves him. That's right. For different for different reasons. Well, he is a good. He is a good looking man. I mean, Mike Mike Westhoff basically said you have to keep him because he came out of the shower and <laughs> was like, Mike Westhoff was like, I need a I need I need a cigarette and, a, and some alone time. Tasting is gorgeous, <laughs> you know. Um, but my, how how do you think Ryan? with the quarterback battle when do you think how much rope how much rope does let's let's say we're right and James James is going to win and he's going to be the starting quarterback how many how much rope does he have how many weeks does he have of he can be Jameisy before Sean Payton is like Charles Brown in him and I'm like I've seen enough I'm putting in Taysom like how, how much rope do you think Jameis is going to have to start the year I think uh, when when's the Saints bye week? We got week an early five. Another early one, yeah. Yeah, I want to say it's like I, week five. Yeah, I think in like six to eight weeks. You know, I could easily see a scenario where, you know, Jameis starts off rough. I, I mean, historically, I gonna say historically. I mean, the last couple of years with Drew Brees, the offensive kind of started off a little slow or a little rusty. Um, uh, well, I mean, they were pretty good in 18. Anyway, I could just see, like, things just trying to come together and just not looking great on offense initially. And I think Sean Payton knows that things are going to have to kind of come together a little bit. So I could see him ride the wave a little bit. And it, here's the thing, like, here's the thing about James. Like, we know what James – like, even if we don't get the best of Jameis, if we get exactly what Jameis was in Tampa, we know what it is. He's going to make plays. Like he's going to put you, have you in football games. Like he's going to do that. So it's going to be hard to just bench him. It was hard for Tampa to bench him because he does good things. You know what I'm saying? But it's just the mistakes, right? The killer right. mistakes. You know what I'm saying? And if that's if a the good Saints, point. And if the Saints could win, you know, if the defense doesn't take like a huge step back, and if they could still like win, even with like some Jamisy mistakes. I mean, I don't see Sean Payton making that change unless it just goes bad. Let's say the defense just takes a huge step back. Just isn't that's, good. A, that's a really good point, Ryan. Like, I, I, I never really thought about it that way. But, like, those games that Jameis loses where he throws four picks, he also throws for 400 yards. And right. he d- makes just enough plays to keep you in it where you believe, like, hey, if we can just get in the two-minute drill down yeah. one score, like, he might be able to win this game for us. I mean, that's how he stuck around so long in Tampa. He was like, damn, if I could just get this guy right. And every coach gonna, every coach is going to believe that, that he's that coach. They're like, I could, if I could just tweak this and fix that. <laughs> and then, and Jameis is such like a, like just a guy that'll make you believe because he'll, he'll talk to him and he'll look you in the eye. He's like, yeah, coach, I get it this time. You know, I'm, I'm going to take care of the ball. Da, 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 da. You know, and you make you believe in it. It's like, yeah, okay, we're going to give you another week. We're going to fix this. And, you know, eventually that rope runs out. So I think, I mean, look, he's on a, he's on like a cheap-ass contract, man. So I just think they're going to ride it out as long as they can, unless it just goes horribly bad. But I think it would take like an injury. Honestly, it would be like him having to get a knee 
and then Sean Payton's like, okay, here's my chance. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, <laughs> I was just thinking, or, or get the, the little, the young kid, uh, Ian Book. Book. Ian oh, Book. If Ian Book is playing, Lord, <laughs> my liver will be dead by like Ian Thanksgiving. Book, the fucking TL. But that would just be one of those things that would be just be hilarious. Like, we went from Drew Brees Hall of Fame, and we watched Ian Book. That that you know what that look, that look was... if he, if Ian books playing Ralph, Ralph we're gonna have to go to the absinthe cabinet. Oh my god, Ooh. Ryan! If Ian book is playing in in like three years, we're gonna have you back on to do a drunk Saints history. And you know what it'll be? It'll just be you saying, "Y'all remember when we talked our fucking selves into Jameis Winston being a decent NFL quarterback, and not, he wasn't gonna turn the ball over? Remember that shit? It didn't last until October. You know, like that. That's how. That's how I see that that going. But the thing, the thing with Jameis Ryan, I, I just thought of it. The most fun season we can have is if Jameis is still. 2019 Jameis, but the Saints win games anyway, then we can fight it out on Twitter of F Jameis is good or what they should do, and he's still throwing all the picks and all the touchdowns, but the Saints are like 5-1. and one. I think that's the most fun Jameis scenario. Or am, oh, or am yeah. I just a weirdo and I want to fight with people on Twitter? No, no, that that would be fun. Like The, the most fun season would be like Jameis throwing like 35 touchdowns, and like 20, 24 picks. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, he's under 30 now. Yeah, he has under 30 picks. So he's improved, you know, but it's like the most stressful games. Every game is stressful. Maybe they win nine to 10 games. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, you know there's grumbling in the locker room, but they're winning enough and they, they get into the playoffs and he wins a fucking playoff game. It's like, how can we get like, rid of him? He won a playoff like, game. And so it's like, what the fuck do you do, bro? Like, come next season, do you like do you extend this guy? Do you? Yeah, what do you pay him? What do you pay? Like, him? if you decide, all right, we're gonna roll with him. Like, what? What do you pay? Ah, man, I don't know. I, then, I, I talked then, about like, that. Yeah, I talked about that on a podcast a while back. It's like, what would Jameis have to do for them to give him like a, you know, the twenty, the going rate, the 20, 28 to thirty-five million dollars. Oh well, well, some someone's gonna pay that. If he has the season you just described, right? That's what I'm saying. Say he has 35 yeah. touchdowns. Let's say he has 35 touchdowns and uh, 15 interceptions, and like 4,600 yards, and wins 10 to 11 games. Like that's that's Tannehill. That's Tannehill money. That's you know what I'm saying. Like that's that's gonna get you paid the NFL. It, and it'll just be one of those situations. That'll be like one of the, I guess you call it a good problem. I guess I don't know. But it'll be interesting. Like, ugh. yeah, some some <laughs> quarterback desperate team like the Giants, or or like John Gruden will get tired of David Carr, and we'll see. Like, I, oh, I can see fucking John Gruden. Like, John Gruden, like, five yeah. years, two hundred million, and then we're like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? <laughs> but I, here's here's my question, and Ryan, I want you to answer, but Andrew, I also want you to answer. Who is the receiver that if I said to you? is going to benefit the most from the Saints having a quarterback with an above-average NFL arm. What receiver would you put money on benefiting the most? Oh, I, I mean, no question is Traquan. It's Traquan Smith. Like, I, I would put, like, $100 on it right now. 
He's going to have the most yards. He He's going to have a career year in yards. Catches, maybe. But I think he's going to have more, more catches than career year in catches. And he should have, a you know, at least equal touchdown, you know, touchdowns that he's had. Because he's been, he's been a touchdown guy, even with Drew Brees. But, I mean, just the way he – the way he plays. He's like – like Drew Brees – I look, God, look, I love Drew Brees. Love him. Like, I would, I'd go to war for the dude. I've had with the war for Drew Brees, even after all the shit. <clears throat> but he asked his receivers to perform, like, trigonometry and calculus. <laughs> I know. <laughs> after the snap, you know, just to get in the right spot for Drew Brees to get the ball to him. You know what I'm saying? And James ain't like that. Like, James is like, okay, after your double move, just go upfield, and I'll get the ball to you. And that's that's Traquan. That's what he was in college. He was a downfield dude, you know, and he could do that well. You know what I'm saying? And I think he's going to benefit the most from Jameis because he's going to get those plays where, you know, a coverage gets bust or, you know, something breaks down and Traquan's down the field and Jameis, Jameis is going to hit him. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's going to be those big plays where, you know, Drew Brees asks him to be more of a uh, technician. And I just don't think that's Traquan. Traquan is a thing. Hall of Fame receiver when teams forget he exists. Andrew, <laughs> is Traquan going to be good enough to get the Robert Meacham mega mm. overpay from the Chargers? Oh, circa uh, yeah. I think I think that's Meacham's a great example. It's um, a great one. And, and look, like Ryan took the the only correct answer here. So you know, I, I wanted to get creative and look smart or look Trout like I was going to pick something different, but like it's clearly the answer is Traquan. But I will say this, Deontay Harris yeah. and, 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 you know, look, Brandon cooks, like what could he have been in this offense with James Winston? Like, I just want to say if we had drafted Brandon cooks this year and he oh, was yeah. just entering this offense, like his breeze was kind of starting his decline when yeah. cooks came and cooks had nice stats, but yeah. I don't know that he fully stretched the field like he could have. And I, I just think, like, man, if a guy that electric was with Jameis this year, what kind of numbers would he put up? And Traquan's got a little bit of that. But I would say that Harris, I don't know yeah. that he's necessarily going to catch 50 balls. I don't know that he's necessarily going to have games where he, you know, he has, like, 180 yards receiving. But, like, Deontay Harris is going to have four or five 60 plus yard plays this year yeah. and it'll it'll just be because Jameis Winston is the quarterback yeah I, I truly agree and I, I mean it's obvious that Harris is a football player like the dude really can play I mean he was he was lighter in a playoff game man against the Tampa Bay Bucks he was such a force but then he got hurt it's like yeah that's his only issue like his he's a small dude man he's like what five six five seven five eight I mean he's small and he gets hurt. So right now he's more of a theory than a than the uh, actual, you know, something we can depend on. But yeah, I mean, yeah, for with Jameis, you know, and he's he's been working out with Jameis, man. I mean, I've been seeing the videos, Jameis, Traquan, uh, Marcus Callaway, uh, even uh, I think Jawana Jameson been out there with with Taysom, man. Like you know, Troutman, everybody except Mike, Mike except MT, everybody's been out there with Jameis working out all summer, man. So I think. You know, that, I think that means something. I know a lot of people is like, oh, that don't mean anything. I think it means something. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're working with him. They're not working with Taysom Hill. So I think it means he, something. I think Michael Thomas, if Michael Thomas goes and works with Jameis, I mean, that's just like, it's a wrap. 
Like right, right, and we haven't seen that yet. I don't no. know if he's. Got, I, I think from what I've heard about MT, he always does his own thing. Like that's just him. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's him choosing Taysom over Jameis or anything like that. It's just him doing his own thing. Plus, I still think. I don't think that ankle is right yet, man. Like, if you hear Sean Payton in his presser, he was like, yeah, I think he's, uh, he's, you know, he's he's on his way to being good to go or something like that. I was just like, mm, he doesn't sound like he's 100% yet. I don't know. Ugh. That doesn't sound good. Yeah. Andrew. No, it don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, like Michael, like Michael Thomas, that he didn't score a touchdown last year. And oh the Saints God. still went twelve and four is sort of ridiculous. It's, um, it's ridiculous. Like shocking. last year was last year was ridiculous. Just when you think about it, when you had a like a beat up Drew Brees who just wasn't healthy at all, all year, tic tac arm. Um, you had you know the defense being shitty early in the well, not early in the, the first game when they were good, and they went through their little slumps. Yeah, Michael Thomas basically being non-existent all year. Yeah, injuries are throughout the wide receiver group, period. Like, what mm-hmm. Marcus Callaway was our number one receiver one game. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like to just to imagine that we were able to be as successful as we, as we were. Sweep, sweep Tampa with Taysom Hill at quarterback. Sweep fucking Tampa. You know? Atlanta, Sorry, swept yeah. Atlanta with, with Taysom Hill. Atlanta, uh, swept Atlanta, yeah. yeah. But we did sweep Tampa. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The Super Bowl yeah, yeah. champs. We swept them and, like, handedly swept them. Didn't, like, Eek out wins, you know what I'm saying? Kick their like, ass. Beat yeah. the shit out of them, man. I still see that night. That was the probably the last great night of the Drew Brees era where we beat them oh, the second was, time. It was tremendous, and yeah. that's what I was, my, it was my, lit. That was my next question, Andrew, is that, you know, um, I feel like, you know, I have family members and they say it's politics and all that, but I don't believe that for a second because I think, you know, I, Ryan, I, I listened to your podcast. You said, hey, after the first, the second Tampa game, that was the biggest night you guys in the podcast had, the amount of downloads. Oh, yeah. And oh, we yeah. were setting records up until the playoff game. Andrew, I believe the, the loss in the playoff game depress the Saints fan base and they're mm-hmm. not quite, I don't know if over it or whatever. But it's something weird is happening, and I don't know if people aren't as excited or whatever. Nah, that's why I'm not try, trying to have guests on to get people fired rip, up. Like, Do you feel like Saints fans are as fired up as they should be in a July? I feel like we're not. I feel like it's it's in a, we're in a weird place. I think there's a COVID hangover still, and I think there's a little bit of just like we're preoccupied with stuff. And football is a nice distraction when it's here, but there's still like uncertainty. I I really believe that it once it's back and people are actually in the stadium and it's full, it's going to be on like Donkey Kong. Because I I just think I think New Orleans like it's going to be like oh we can go to games now, like we can pack the dome, we we can actually we can tailgate, we can we can do all this again, we can hang out in Champion Square and chug beers together, like we can do all that. I think it's going to be like oh shit yeah i'm gonna go do that and everyone's gonna be and and i i just think it's going to release this level of energy i i just think it's gonna be next level man because like i don't know i i feel like when i'm watching wimbledon and soccer this week which are both on you know the euros for soccer and wimbledon for tennis the the stands are like 70 percent full they feel like and because there's still some restrictions over there but 
it feels louder to me than it's ever that been. and I, I just feel like every was... person that's in there is freaking gangbusters like i don't i think it's partly like i haven't been able to do this in a year and a half and it's partly like I don't know when COVID's getting worse again, and this might be my last chance. Well, the you know, stadium today. There's a little bit of that energy to it. The, the stadium today, it was like 45,000 people, I think, in Wembley today with England. That stadium was fucking bonkers. Bedlam. Because the England people, England people are crazy lunatic, kind of like the Saints, Ryan. They have, we have, they have the scars and all that. But it was, uh-huh. it was freaking just bedlam. I think that's an interesting interesting point by Andrew. Maybe it maybe uh-huh. it's pent up and it's all going to explode and everybody's going to I think r- I think back. if the Saints beat the Packers week 1, it's Ooh. going it's going 0 to 100. <laughs> you know, hey, you, Ryan, and I, I've said this on our podcast. My theory is there is nothing more enjoyable as a Saints fan except for maybe winning a winning a Super Bowl or winning a playoff game. Then winning the opening game at home and walking out of the dome because you're one and zero and fucking yeah. anything feels possible. Yeah, man, it's such a good feeling, Brian. Like you brought up a good point, man, about the the fans being in a dome because like last year it just felt so fake. Yeah, like, it just felt like a I don't know, just like a fake season. I don't know, it's it was so weird and like just even though I didn't go to a game obviously, but just watching on TV, just the sound of the games, just even with the fake noise, it was like... It just the fake right. noise was painful. It, was, it just ain't right, man. It just wasn't right. And so, I mean, yeah, you're going to have to know, the, you know. And then, you know, the Saints, Saints fans, man, we love, we embrace the underdog, man. So you got Jameis going in, you know, the Saints aren't going to be like the number two, number one, number two power ranking you know, by the media this season, you know, they're going to be kind of underdogs. Nobody's going to have them, you know, penciled in as a Super Bowl champion. And you know how Saints fans are, man. We embrace that shit. Like, we'd be like, that's, you know, Jameis might be washed, but that's our wash quarterback. We're going to ride with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so it's it's going to be until he fucks it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but in the beginning, we're going to ride with it, man. We're going to make the best of it. So I think it could be, a really fun season. I just think right now, like you said, with the pandemic, with the way the season ended, with the way the last season was, Saints fans are just kind of like, just kind of really cynical right now. Can't really get up hopes about really much of anything until we really see it. So we're just kind of going through the motions. But once like the season starts, starts, and the football is being played, and they put together some, you know, something fun for us. I think we're really going to get – you're going to start seeing the hype just come back. Yeah. I, what's scarier to you, Andrew? Um, the Saints' number two corner or mm. the thought of Trevor Simeon playing in a game? What's scarier <laughs> at, the, at the moment right now? Wow. Uh, wow. Yes. <laughs> Look, if Trevor Simeon pray, plays in a game, like it's like I, I really don't care that much because like like nothing good comes of that. that is you, like, know, you know, at, at that point, I I'm not rooting top for five, him. <laughs> yeah, at that point, it's like play good enough to make me enjoy my Sunday, but don't win the game and cost me a draft pick. Right, you know, right. 
So number two corner scares me more in the sense that like, look, if, if Trevor Simeon's playing, it's over. Yeah. A, a number two corner, like, I don't know. I feel like there's a high variance in how that could affect the team. <laughs> it could be, it could make life stressful on Sundays. <laughs> you work hard and play hard. So treat yourself and stock up for summer barbecues with Kansas City Steak Company. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. For classic steak cuts to USDA Prime to American Style Kobe, hard to find specialty cuts and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. They make it so easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home satisfaction guaranteed or your money back imagine relaxing in the backyard with your family while enjoying steakhouse quality meals from kansas city steaks try their butter tender filet mignon kansas city strips juicy steak burgers all beef jumbo hot dogs and even complete meal combos bring the steakhouse to your house this summer with kansas city steaks go to kansascitysteaks.com and get 10 percent off your order and free shipping with the code sd at checkout that's kansascitysteaks.com code sd kansascitysteaks.com code sd Ralph Marlboro here from Saints Happy Hour. You need to join us every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app. We are talking Saints or anything New Orleans sports related. On Spotify Green Room, you can interact with us by asking questions or just laugh at me mispronouncing names. Download the Spotify Green Room on your iPhone or Android device, then follow Saints Happy Hour so you can join us every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. to talk Saints or anything else NOLA sports related. So do it. Download Download the Spotify Green Room app and join us every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock. We'll see you there. Here's a question for you, Ryan. It, let's say the Saints don't sign a corner. They they had Drake Kirkpatrick in, right? They're, they're supposedly flirting with Richard Sherman behind the scenes. If they don't sign a corner, do you think my liver can survive the entire year with what they have at corner currently on the roster? No nah, man, that motherfucking liver gonna be that bitch is black. That motherfucker is black, man. That liver is done. I'm sorry, bro. Like mm-hmm. that number two corner spot, they gonna whip that motherfucker like a rented mule, bro. I guess gonna be crazy. You gonna have P Rob out there or oh. rookie rookie Debo or Keith Washington or PJ Williams. It's gonna be bad, bro. It's gonna be bad, man. I don't know. Maybe it works out. I don't know. Maybe a Debo is good. Um, I hope. I'm really. I really got my eyes on Lattimore, bro. Like I want to. Like I need to see him, man. I need to see him come in and be like, I'm trying to be defensive player of the year. Like this is like me on the fifth year option. Like, bro. Like, show me. Show me what we know you could be. Like, we know he could be great. We know it. We know. Hey, here's, here, here's a question for you guys. Which injury, long-term injury, would be most horrific? You can name any player on the roster. And before you answer, like, I just want to, like, throw out. Camara, to me, while he's the best player on the team, arguably. Sick. Like, we've sick, seen, like, we, we, sick we've, we've seen Latavius Mentally Murray. Sick. 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 <laughs> sick people. Sick in the head. 
Andrew, Jesus Christ, that topic got dark. I mean, I'm just saying, Kamara, like we've seen Latavius Murray come in and run for 100 yards and kind of hold it down. But with this roster as currently constructed, which injury between like Demario Davis, based on the lack of depth at linebacker, and David Onyemata with the lack of defensive tackles, or Lattimore with the corner situation we just talked about, or Michael Thomas, like which which guy gets hit and it's like that position group is done ryan you can go first i know i got mine i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with marshall Lattimore. because like yeah because then you're rolling with keith washington and, and yeah Pete like, and P. So, Rock. Yeah. now it's it's 2014 15 16 yeah, like Ken Crawley's pl- potentially playing at that point. Yeah, we, yeah. you know, it, it, it's dumpster fire. Billy Bando is reactivated <laughs> on the Twitters. Yeah, that would that would be crushing on, especially on defense. Yeah. Uh, offensively, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I know, I know, like Kamara's rushing yards can be replaced and a lot of the productivity. Uh, but man, he's Jesus. That's he's, fair. So goddamn critical, bro. But it will be interesting how critical he will be with with Jameis. Like he, I don't think he, he's not catching eighty one passes this year. I just don't see it. Like, I don't see it. I just don't see Jameis hitting them eighty one times. Like like Drew Brees looked to to look to Kamara like one point five seconds after taking the step. You know what I'm saying? I don't see Jameis doing that. Yeah, no, I'm I not agree. saying he won't be productive. I think he'll be super productive and like. Make some big plays, but I don't think he was going to catch eighty-one passes. Do you guys? Do you guys think if Troutman were to get injured, that they would just put Taysom at tight end and start yeah. him? <laughs> yeah, he he play a ton. <laughs> they got little nose, man. I think Taysom being injured in the playoff game was is just as big as Deontay Harris, to be honest. Hell yeah! I think huge. it was. I think it was. I think it was huge because Tampa's linebackers are like you know got nobody we're afraid of, you know. Hmm. And uh, I think I, I think it was. I think. Oh, it was, what was your answer to that question? My answer is, I think David Onyemata would be like coastal erosion. I think mm. at first would be like, ah, it'd be okay, <laughs> but like as the weeks went on, what, what an analogy, God, that's terrible. It'd be like it's coastal erosion. Really You'd be good. like, ah, oh, it'd be okay, and then like three weeks later, Ryan would be like. Oh, we've just lost five football fields. This is bad. He'd be like, I can't believe this motherfucking running back I've never heard of has 18 (laughs) carries and a buck 60, and it's the middle of the fucking third quarter. I didn't know David Onyemata was a foundational fucking piece to my well-being. Man, that'll hurt, man. He's like the second most tenured player like behind Cam Jordan. Like, what the hell? It's like... We need him, bro. Like that'll hurt. That is that tr- hurt. is that true? Is that a true statement? I don't know. Like I mean, behind, I mean, on the defensive line, I don't know about the rest of it. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay. Right. He, he was what drafted in 2017. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. No, I'm tripping. That's right. But on the defensive line, he's the most. You know what I'm saying? That's um, crazy. I was stunned, Ryan. When, and the Saints were surprised too. They were like, "We didn't think we were going to be able to keep him." And they signed him for like three years, 27. Million. I was I was really surprised but, that some team because he's so raw. And he hadn't really played that much football. He's a, he's a little bit older. I was surprised the team didn't pay him more and was like, he's a physical freak. We're going to roll the dice. Like, I think no, the Saints was, were really lucky. I was shocked the Saints kept him. him, man. I was surprised the Saints kept Marcus – well, not surprised they kept Marcus Williams. 
the way they kept them. I was surprised they were able to franchise tag him. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. And he's I know a lot of Saints fans still struggle with him, but I mean he was he's a huge piece of the puzzle, man. The secondary. Like that dude, like he is good. Like Marcus <laughs> Williams is good. Yeah, he's does one some of the- dumb shit. Does some dumb shit. Like he does some <laughs> stupid shit. I would I would not defend that shit, but you know, like on the scale of free safeties, he's really good. How how angry? I mean, is I'm just I'm surprised you, neither of you said Demario Davis because like Caden yeah. Ellis is seeing the field, y'all. Oh my god! That happens. Oh, I, mean, I, just, I, I was tempted. I was tempted to say Demario. It's just god, that, I hate to hear I that. Guess, I hate to hear that. <laughs> I guess just the like we've lived that story before with shitty linebackers, where it's just like, eh, <laughs> we're back here again. You know what I'm saying? It's like. Eh, yeah, oh the Chris god. Chamberlain era. Oh my god! Hey, Curtis Lofton, he can't cover anyone. People get or Cedric. Oh look, Cedric Hodge is trying to cover Randy look, Moss. Look, look, Curtis Lofton looked good because he was playing next to David Hawthorne. <laughs> I was excited about David Hawthorne, oh. man. Like I did, like a, like I studied like six all twenty-two games of <laughs> David Hawthorne, and I'm like, this guy's good. He's gonna add, you know. Coverage ability to our linebacking core. <laughs> the Saints. We're going to sign eight linebackers and two of them will be good. No, they won't. Hmm. Oh, man. It's Zach Bond. Zach Bond season, baby. So that's my, that's a great segue, Ryan. I was going to say, you compared, you made the perfect comparison to Zach Vaughn. You called him, you, you said he's, he's Martez Wilson. I, I slid in. He's Martez Wilson oh, 2.0. Oh, no. He, I think it's a great comparison, Ryan. Tell the people. So you've I, given just, up on him. I, I haven't given up. I just – I don't see the vision. I, like, I don't see the vision. Like, they drafted him. He was a majority – majority. he was mostly a pass rusher, you know. Then, and he would do some sub and do some coverage or whatever. They drafted him and they immediately said he's going to be the mic. And everybody's like, huh? Well, okay. He didn't play Mike. He played some Sam and some uh, just kind of dime linebacker. He just come in. I don't know what he would do. He would just kind of be there and make a tackle. And now they're saying, you know, he's going to play Sam. No, he's going to play weak side. I mean, he's not a weak side linebacker. Like, he's just not. Like, so it's like he's just a dude without a position. That's why I said Martez Wilson because they drafted Martez. They wanted him to be an inside linebacker. Then they wanted him to be an outside linebacker. Then he changed his body, turned to a defensive end. He was like, what the fuck are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, you have no position. You know I what know. Zach Bond is? You know what Zach Bond is? I'm going to shed a tear as I say this because it's hard for me to admit this, Ralph, like, especially on a podcast where it's recorded and people can play it back. But uh, you, know who Zach, you, you know who Zach Bond is, right? Who is Zach Bond? He, he, he's Kikaha. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That is f***ing stupid. Wake up. <laughs> it makes me almost I'm, I mean, mean it, he he might. That's, did I nail it or did I? You nailed it. Here's the thing with Zach Vaughn. This is the thing I hate, Ryan. I hate, hate, hate is I hate when an NFL, the Saints, draft a guy. And they're, it, they're like, all this cool stuff you did in college, it was great. It was great. I don't want you to do any of that. It'd be like me saying, Ryan, come on the podcast. 
And you're like, that's cool, Ralph. What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about Saints. I'm like, no, 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 Ryan. I need you to talk about opera. You've done such a good job on your podcast talking about the Saints. You clearly know your stuff. So what we're going to do is we're going to invite you on our show, and you're going to talk about different varieties of Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> like, like why? It's like, it makes no sense, bro. Like, and it look, man, look, they are NFL coaches. They are smarter than I am. But it's like, I'm just thinking, like, okay, maybe this guy could be a sub pass rusher and you could wean him into some other linebacking things. Like, that's what I'm thinking. But they don't like sub, like, sub pass rushers like that. They like, you know, 290 pound, <laughs> you know, six, seven trees to rush the passer. They don't want guys like that, so it's like, okay, what then? What are you? What are we doing here? Like, what? What is exactly the vision? I'm just waiting to see. Maybe I'm just tripping, and they know something I don't. And you know, he's. But I, I honestly believe that Pete Werner is going to beat him out for the wheel position. Yeah, Pete I agree. Werner, Pete Werner going to come in and be like, "Nah, this mine, baby." Your favorite and Best then- Buy attendant, Pete Werner. <laughs> Scott Scott Shanley light. I mean, um, he's Scott Shanley, man. He's Scott no, Shanley. He, but, he knows but, where to be. Like I've heard he, that 150 times this offseason. The guy's yes. just in the right spot. He's in the right spot all the time. Like, that, that was Shanley. That was Shanley. Like, yeah. We'd be on Nola.com in the comment section cursing out, uh, cursing about Mike Triplett. Like, Scott Shanley sucks. And he's like, oh, look, I mean, he's, he's in a place he needs to be all the time. The coaches like him. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm looking at Pete Werner. <laughs> Pete Werner looks like the uh, – he looks like the guy at your work that comes by your desk and wants to tell you about the fact that he squatted 600 pounds over the weekend. Mm. <laughs> yeah, man. He squatted but, 600. Uh, but – I don't know. Is it possible? So is it possible that Bond is just like the flip side of the Raz formula? <laughs> like, you know, like the the Raz thing has like, you know, the Saints are all in on prototype, whatever. And it has like a 50% hit rate, which is really right. high, right? Like they, they've right. been doing a good job. But like the flip side of that coin is they see a guy like, Zach Bond and like, oh, he's got all the measurables. He's he's gonna yeah. be sick at linebacker because he runs this time and he has this size hands and this wingspan. So like, oh, it's gonna translate. He is gonna be sick at linebacker, and it just it just doesn't happen. And that's the that, flip side of like the prototype is like, nope, nope, sorry, doesn't translate. The, th- the funny thing about Zach Bond to me, Ryan, is the Saints lusted after him more yeah. than I lust, lust after caramel-flavored bourbon. Like, Mickey Loomis afterwards was like, we were totally going to give up way more to get him. We were trying yeah. to trade everything to get him. And he just felt like we didn't have to give up that much. I mean, it, they apparently wanted, would have took him in the first if uh, Cesar Reeves wasn't there. So it's like, ah, they see something. Um, I mean, I don't know. He, maybe he could be like a uh, Robert, uh, Robert uh, what's his name? <laughs> that went to the Patriots. Oh, um, uh, the one that got away. Yeah. Oh, Nikovic. Maybe it could be something like that, but like they don't use him like that. I don't the, know. It's like the, the problem with Vaughn to me is Ryan. Even if he's even if he's good, he's probably not going to be good this year. He's probably not going to be good next year. You probably get one good year out of him. 
like oh, the Trey Hendrickson, Hendrickson model. Yeah. But yeah, but you didn't you for Trey Hendrickson at least you didn't trade up, right? So I don't know. I just well, you know, it's, well, the thing it's the the crazy thing about Bond is that if they had gotten their way and and been able to move up higher, which is what they wanted to do, the assets they would have given up extra to go get him, like Troutman's probably not on this team. It's mm-hmm. kind of crazy, cr- crazy to think about it that way. Yeah. Here's my prediction. Uh, next this year, he won't do much. He'll play special teams. Uh, he might come in some sub situations. Uh, next year, he's going to come in. He's going to be about 265 pounds. <laughs> Can't wait. And they're going to move him to defensive end. And he's going to try it there. And it won't work out. And that'll be the end. Yeah. <laughs> then he'll be signed by Bill Belichick. <laughs> and have like a 10-year He'll be a beloved patriot. He'll grow the... Yeah, Zach Bond, such a great guy. He'll be on NFL Network and shit. Okay. <laughs> hey, oh, say what you will about the Patriots taking our guys and making them good. I just want to point out that the Saints were able to get a seventh-round pick out of Jonathan Sullivan. Hello? Oh, hey, my look. God, John. John. What did if, that pick turn into? Do we know? I don't know. Yeah, let me look into this. Saints, I gotta find out. You, Saints, you guys talk amongst the Saints have done a lot of up. trading with New England. Mickey Loomis has no fear. They traded for yeah. Bucky Jones back in the day. They traded for yeah. David Thomas. They almost so tra- they almost traded Pierre Thomas to Belichick. Like like the, the Saints, got, well, they traded for Mark Ingram with with the Patriots. They have no fear. Sent, of, uh, we sent Akeem Hicks over there. That's right. And, uh, for for got who man? That's right. Uh, uh, it, lo- um, it, it looks like we got Bethel Johnson. Sorry, it was oh, a straight up player for player. Uh, Bethel Johnson for Jonathan. Did Bethel Johnson do anything for us? I feel like he caught. He got pass, Jonathan right? Sullivan out of the building. That's what he did. That's what we if, got. If, if Bethel Johnson caught one pass and we won that trade, <laughs> Jonathan Sullivan, man, just who <laughs> narrator? He he did not catch a pass. Right. He didn't make the team. Before we wrap up, I want you to answer this question because me and Andrew did a podcast on this. We did a podcast on Saints players we hate the most, and we did our top five. You don't have to give me five, but give me a Saints player. It doesn't have to be famous or whoever. Who, who a Saints player that you were just like, I fucking hate Yeah, go obscure, though. Don't, go obscure. don't say like Brandon Brown or everybody says Brandon, Brandon Brown. Or... Oh, so it could be a former player. It could be yeah. anybody. Yeah. Because I was about to say Andrew Speed, man, like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> like fuck Andrew Speed, man. I will fight him right now. He probably with my ass, but I'll fight him, bro. <laughs> you're you, you're you know, the only Pete person hate. I've met that hates Andrew Pete more than Ryan is my son. My eleven year old son hates Pete. Hates him. I can't stand him, man. Um who else would I hate from the past? <laughs> Uh, probably I couldn't. I could never. I never liked Charles Grant, man. Never liked. Him. <laughs> wow. I, know I, I never. I know some people love Charles Grant. He annoyed some people. I just never liked the dude, man. He even. I mean, even when he was. Oh, good, that's because you're an Aaron Brooks lover, and he punched him in the face, right? Oh no, that's not why. That's not why. I wanted to punch Aaron Brooks. Like, it's just I don't know. He, he just never, never hit the pinnacle that I thought he could, man. Like I always thought he was better than. 
he could have been. And we paid him like he should have been there. And it just always pissed me off. Yeah. And, he, and he's always kind of overweight. Always, bro. Like, it was yeah. like the, just that, you know, like players go through that when they're young and then they hit like 25, 26. And it's like, okay, I need to take my job seriously. And they have a good career. It just never hit for him. Like, it just. <laughs> Charles Grant, he did just enough. Just enough. To, just to keep getting paid. To yeah. keep getting paid. Just enough. But yeah, he had he had talent, man. He's a talented dude. He did. That's a that's a great answer. So, final final question. Before I get to the final question, Ryan, tell the people how they can find you on Twitter and find your podcast. It's it's tremendous. I recommend it to people. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate you being a Patreon subscriber. Uh, no, you know, at that boy wolf d a t b o y w o l f at that boy wolf on Twitter. Uh, I'm not as good as following back, but just follow me, <laughs> and you know, I you know, I'm I'm pretty try to be good as following back. Uh, just look up uh, hashtag Saints Twitter Space Podcast on whatever Twitter uh, uh, podcast device you like, and uh, go ahead and give us a subscribe. We haven't put out a podcast in about two weeks. Kind of been on a summer hiatus but we're about to get back to it and we usually put about two two to three episodes out a week especially during the season we keep it running and uh we do you know we talk about saints football it's just kind of like what you guys have here we just talk shit it's not any overly critical stuff but we just kind of have fun with it uh we bring on guests we've had greg cosell greg rosenthal uh brian uh brian baldinger some of the local saints be writers like Captain terrell mike triplett um, you know, you know, we got, and we also do like these bonus episodes where we just go completely off topic. I topic. like you guys because you, uh, you, I measure. I listen to Ross Jackson because he's a professional. He's amazing. His voice, talent, smooth. And I listen to you guys awesome. because I need to calibrate how ridiculous is this, this the takes on Saints Twitter. I feel like you guys are one of the gold, the gold standards for ridiculousness, and that's what I want to. I want to, I want to know. Like, are my takes ridiculous enough? And I listen to you guys, and I'm like, no, I need to work on it some more. But my, but my final question to you, Ryan, is, I won't get into the 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 uh, the brouhaha over the Saints Twitter bracket, and they had the big Twitter bracket, and somebody got oh, can't they got canceled again. I won't get into that. But the thing that surprised me about Saints that Twitter bracket was, I knew that they had a white Saints Twitter. And a black Saints Twitter. I knew that. But what I didn't know was that they had a young Saints Twitter and an old people Saints Twitter. I didn't know that they had that. Were you aware before the Saints Twitter bracket that they had all these multiple versions of Saints Twitter? I had no idea, man. I was looking at all the names. I was like, who are these people? I've never seen them (laughs) in my life. And they're like, and they're like a community. They're like all know each other and shit. It's like, what the fuck? Like where have they been? You know what I'm saying? But that that shit was funny, man. Like that was one of the just like weird Saints Twitter things that happens during the off season. That, no, I had people coming you at can't me. Can't explain to anybody. Like if we try to talk to somebody like in the real world about it. They're like, what? What are you talking about? Like, yeah, no. The, I had people coming at me on Twitter, and they were like, How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? Yeah, it was just people <laughs> yelling at me, yelling at me, telling me that I'm fucking old. And I know that I'm old. I'm 45 and I'm washed, right? I know it. But I didn't know that they had a whole Saints Twitter of young people that, like, 
their whole Saints experience. It isn't like 2006 no. forward. It's like the Super Bowl forward. Right, right. The Super Bowl forward on like the seven and nine teams <laughs> forward. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. crazy, bro. Just that time has passed, man. It's, <sighs> it's, it's amazing, man. It's amazing. Uh, Andrew, do you have anything else to add? I, I, this was amazing. This is this is this is why we do this shows. I love the fact that we get guests that we like, big guests. But I love these uh, just as much. Nah, listen, I, I what are you talking about? This is the biggest this, guest we have, man. That's right. Oh, fuck out of here! Fuck out of here, man. Y'all, y'all had kind of hating on this motherfucker. Man. <laughs> <laughs> the thing and is, I, it's I, great. I, I've, I've been trying to get Ralph on our podcast, man. And Adam cool with it, even though you blocked. I don't even like, know why. That's the thing. I don't like. I don't even know why Adam blocked me. Like that dude, bro. he doesn't. He needs to mix in a mute and not a. He just goes straight uh, to blocking. I'm also blocked, by the way. Oh yeah, I mean, look, I mean, don't take it personal, man. Like <laughs> he blocks. Like we've had guests that he's blocked. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he's he blocks pe- dead people. Like he blocks people, man. Like it's. <laughs> what he does. Like, it's if, he do, if he does, it's nothing against you personally. He just doesn't want to see your tweets on his timeline. So uh, like, I'm not a fan of your tweets, so I'm, going I'm to block blocking you. you. Uh, I love it. No, but the thing is, for me, is I want this. I want Saints Twitter. I want the Saints community. We all get along. And if you're a person like me, I commute freaking eight, nine hours a week. So I'm listening to podcasts yeah. a ton, going to work, coming back. So I think we should all be together. We should support, you know, we should we should support each other like the gaming community does and YouTube yeah, channels yeah. do. Where I agree because it's the only way that you're gonna grow as a podcast. Like, don't be don't be afraid of like other people. Like their podcast is awesome. No. You listen to you listen to, to Ryan Adam. It's 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 kind of like ours, yeah. but it's not the same. And, I don't care about that shit, man. I don't know? care about. No- numbers i don't care about none of that shit like we started a podcast it was like we just wanted to talk to uh tony pauline of uh pro football network that's literally the only reason we started the podcast (laughs) yeah we can get tony pauline on and talk to him about the draft and that was it so like any downloads that came after that it was like that's just bonus shit so i don't care like i i love promoting anybody else's podcast i love having anybody on Oh, uh, Adam too. Like we don't care, man. We just want to talk to people. Well, our 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 daily show is basically Andrew. Like three years ago, was like Ralph. We just need to f- start taping our morning phone call and posting it as a podcast <laughs> because Y'all because I talk to you podcast. more than I talk to my I, I wife. I still don't know how you do that shit. Like, how do you have a daily podcast, bro? <laughs> I I just don't have the stamina. Don't have the stamina for that shit. It's it's like. We're, Ralph and it, Ralph and I are making the phone call and talking about it either way, so That's it's right. like it's like we may as well record it, it which is sad. Like I I, I fully <laughs> get it, like how pathetic that sounds. I got I but but it's just like we might as well hit record and push it out. And people listen. <laughs> yeah, that's now that's the fucked up part. That's the part that the, I can't. The really crazy get my head part around. is the diehards of the diehards. Ryan, if they don't have their podcast at like nine fifty for tomorrow, like they'll have yeah. people like, "Where's my?" They'll have people Patreon DMing me like, "Where's my podcast?" It'll be in my Patreon DMs right now. They'll be like, "Where's the? Where's Wednesday? 
Where is it? Like, why isn't it? Why Man. isn't it done? Why isn't it ready? We love them, but I'm like, dude, it's July. What are you? We're like pulling shit out of our ass. Like, we're like, how I'm many? How many you. Traquan Smith podcasts can you people want? But the the answer is more. They want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, man, I'm so interested in this uh really just in this whole format. Podcasts, long form interviews, um, you know, YouTube interviews and shit like that. Cause it's like kicking network TV's ass, man. I like I, I like, told I a hundred percent agree. And I told I told, you know, David Grubb this when he he was going on a Twitter and he was like, you know, and he's 100% right. He's like, in New Orleans and Louisiana, but especially in New Orleans, like, they don't give minorities enough chances. And I'm like, David, it's good that, like, WWL doesn't have their shit together and has no podcast. Right. Like, it's it's good because people that are young, people that are old getting into podcasts, they listen to – they do every goddamn thing on their phone. I'm like, it's a, it's good for us that New Orleans doesn't have it together with a modern podcast because it gives us – there is a giant space – that needs to be filled with Saints content, and we get to fill it because the so-called legacy media or whatever you want to call it, they don't do it. So it gives us a chance to to do it, and I believe that. I believe the reason why Saints podcast, they have so many good ones, is because the normal outlets ain't doing it, and people are going to hunt and find podcasts on the Saints that they want and thank God that the media in New Orleans isn't doing it. It allows us to be out here growing and having a good time. Right, exactly. So, guys, seriously, find him wherever you know wherever you get your podcast. He's amazing. The Saints, find all the Saints podcasts. It's amazing. Uh, Andrew, I love these interviews. Uh, it, these these are the ones that get me fired up for Saints news post game I'm ready to go to the dome and insult some fat Packer fans on the way in yes. and the way out I need it I'm ready this this is this is the this is the energy I need to get me to camp Ryan we can't thank you enough for joining this guy and uh, we will talk to you during the year this is this was too much fun to not to not do again let's go baby love y'all This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. 
To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.